live at the conclusion of Ohio State's second game of the season, which is also a win over Youngstown State 35-7. to Offensively, it wasn't always pretty. The defense was solid once again. We are here to react to Ohio State's win as they improve the record to 2-0. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to Locked On Buckeyes Live, the live post-game shows. They are back, and this one is fun to bring it back after. A Buckeyes win. The Buckeyes beat Youngstown State, the Penguins, 35-7. to We want to see a little bit more from the offense. We got it today. Was it everything we thought it would be? The defense was solid once again, and we are here to react to what we witnessed during today's game. This episode, this live show, is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and receive $20 off your first purchase. Once again, download the Game Time app and receive $20 off your first purchase. You guys see on the YouTube, thank you for hopping in as well. Subscribe to the Locked On Buckeyes YouTube page. We're going to be ta- tackling some questionable decisions we saw during today's game, discuss the defensive performance as well. But I want to start with my guy, Kyle McCord. Now, I'm not going to say he's at the same level when I say my guy, Ryan Roberts, or my guy, Mayan Williams, some guys that are on the show or one of my favorite Buckeye players on the team in Mayan Williams. But Kyle McCord came out today, and numerous people, myself included, wanted to see Kyle McCord play better. Numerous people, myself included, wanted to see Kyle McCord make some of those throws that we expect a starting college quarterback to make. I'm not saying like upper level, elite level quarterback. I mean, just simply some of the throws that were saying, hey, you're a starting quarterback in college. You need to make these throws. He made them all game over and over and over and over again. The numbers are going to tell you one thing about McCord's performance. But when I eyeballs told me there is no more quarterback competition. We heard all the time. We heard things about Kyle McCord, Devin Brown. We heard things Ryan Day said. And it's not even going back to, to today's being today being Devin Brown's first time getting extended t- playing time on the field. It's not that. It's simply that my eyeballs tell me that when number six is on the field and when number 33 was on the field, during today's game, there was a clear separation between who the better quarterback was, number six, and who is in second or third place in line in Devin Brown. The final numbers go like this for Kyle McCord today. 14 for 20, pretty efficient. 258 passing yards, pretty efficient. Pretty good numbers as well. Three passing touchdowns. There's no complaints there. If you want to go to the guys that he threw the ball to, Harrison Jr. had seven catches, 160 Receiving yards, two touchdowns. Ameka Abuka, five receptions, 94 receiving yards, one touchdown. Mayan had one catch. Julian Fleming had three. Uh, Cardinal Tate got a catch today. Travion Henderson had two catches. G. Scott Jr. with one. And Xavier Johnson blocked. Oh, he had one as well. And in the moment when I'm watching this game, and we are all kind of anxiously awaiting for a blowout, and even though the score was kind of, it was no contest, I expected more scoring. 
I do think sometimes Ryan Day kind of got into the way of the offense being able to flow like you would like. Aside from Ryan Day and that decision there, this team, this offense, when you open up the playbook and let the quarterback go out there and sling that thing around, you let the quarterback go out there and do exactly what he wants to do. Let the quarterback go out there and do what he is made to do, what he's at Ohio State to do. We see how the offense flows. We see how the offense moves. We see how when you let Kyle McCord go out there and just let it rip, he can sling that thing. Now, do we fully know what his arm power, arm strength is? I don't think so. I don't think you really need to do that. I also also understand why Ryan Day wanted to put Devin Brown into the game. I don't agree with the decision at all. Honestly, I don't. I think it really slowed down the offense in the game where the Buckeyes should have scored 50-plus points. They only scored 35. Is that on Kyle McCord? Is that on Ryan Day? Is that on the offense as a whole? Is that on a personnel that's actually out there on the field? Maybe. I mean, it might be. But ultimately, Kyle McCord is showing everybody he's QB1 in Columbus. Let him go out there, let him spin the rock, and let him get his feet wet more consistently. Also, with the new clock rule changes, and I don't put much stock into it. However, I will say this about the about the new um, changes to the clock and how the clock stops or a clock doesn't stop after first down. You need to have somebody out there who's who's the more efficient quarterback. And I don't think that's an air crazy statement to make. And I don't think that it is a wild statement to make that you need somebody out there that is efficient. Because if you're talking about getting less possessions in a game, if you're talking about over the least the first two games of the season where your opponent is trying to slow down and have long drives, you need to make sure the guy out there is the most efficient quarterback on the field. And no matter if it was Kyle McCord's pass to Marvin Nearson Jr. that was a big touchdown pass or others up to Abuka or even a pass to Mayan Williams, that was a beautiful thing to look at. If you're looking out here and saying, oh, wow, this is happening, he's efficient, let him rock. And a big reason why you need to let him rock and move, especially not just in this game, but Western Kentucky next week, especially before the game against Notre Dame. And I'm not going to share my thoughts here just right, right now. All of them, I'll share one. The Buckeyes have a lot of work to do if they plan on beating Notre Dame during, during week four of the season. I'll leave it at that. But my guy, Kyle McCord, I'm comfortable with how he played today. I, I'm comfortable with what we saw. Yes, you want to have some throws back. And the ball placement wasn't always there. But some of the things we saw a week ago against Indiana, where we're saying, hey, it looks like he's a guy in his first time starting in a Big Ten game, which also happens to be on the road. I was just missing some thro some throws, either at the outreach, um, a little bit outside of the, the reach of a receiver, or too low or too high. Wasn't really doing that today. Who was missing all the throws? Who caused me to throw my phone? Who caused people to send messages to me saying Devin Brown is a word I'm not going to say here on the show? Devin Brown, I, I know we react like fans in the moment, but there's a clear separation between Devin Brown and Kyle McCord. And in Kyle McCord's first time this year playing the football, he did not look like Devin Brown played a week ago. McCord did not look like Devin Brown did today throwing the football. Brown has some decent throws, the numbers-wise for Devin Brown, 7 for 13, 101 uh, passing yards. Like, that's not bad. Like, it's not horrible. But some of those throws, man, I'm sitting here sitting here like, hey, I want that one back. I want that, that one back. I know that was a completion, but I want that one back as well. Kyle McCord made big boy throws today. 
really, really pleased with his performance. It was also nice to see him connect with Marvin Harrison Jr., former high school teammate, current college teammate, as those two were out there studying all day long. Common Accord, great, fun game to watch. Offensively, I want more. I need more, me selfishly. But I think the Buckeyes need want, need and want more as well. Or No, no. They, they should. I won't say they do. They should. Because offensively, you should not only score 35 points against Youngstown State. You should not. That's actually kind of an embarrassment when you think about it. But if you want things to just flow, score 50-plus against the FCS opponent, put the right guys on the field, and let them cook. There were some times when some changes were made that there were some questionable decisions that we saw from Buckeyes coaches, Buckeyes players that made things a little bit more frustrating to watch throughout portions of today's game. What am I speaking of? We discuss that next year as Locked on Buckeyes rolls on after a Buckeyes win. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future health with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code locked on college find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair Nutrafol.com slash men spelled n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l.com slash men and enter promo code locked on college. That's Nutrafol.com slash men. Promo code locked on college. Thank you, everyone who is hopping into this live show after a Buckeyes 35 to 7 win over Youngstown State. I was very, very pleased with what we saw from Kyle McCord. It wasn't perfect. Whereas he went 14 for 20, 258 passing yards and had three tutties in the game. It wasn't a perfect performance, but ultimately it was a performance that showed improvement. And if he played the entire game, you're looking at a Buckeyes team that scores over 50 points against Youngstown State. However, that did not happen. We did not see a game where the Buckeyes scored over 35 points against the FCS opponent. And I don't care if it's North Dakota State or Youngstown State or anybody. I don't care. I don't care. If you're going down to the bottom level, the lower level of F of Division I football, as there's FBS and there's FCS, if you're going down to the FCS level, you better pummel the opposition. Now, defensively, you might say that actually happened. Offensively, that did not. One of the questionable decisions that we witnessed during this game was when Ryan Day pulled Kyle McCord after McCord scored a touchdown by layout. Let's keep it in context. You know your boy likes to keep everything in context. Kyle McCord scored the touchdown. Out comes Devin Brown. I mean, excuse me, out comes McCord. In goes Devin Brown. 
And that's when the conversation started to change about some of the messages I was getting during the during the game. And even uh, my wife was uh, sharing some of her thoughts throughout the game. And her and I kind of agreed. We weren't pleased. We were not pleased with what we saw. We were not pleased with the timing that Kyle McCord came off the field. We were not pleased. Now, context is everything. That was the first drive of the season that Devin Brown had this year. So great. We heard going into the season, there's a quarterback battle at Ohio State. Did you agree with it? Did you not agree with it? Really, if you did agreed or disagreed, didn't really matter because Ryan Day is pumping up like there's a quarterback battle. We saw Devin Brown only play six snaps a week ago. First time getting extended playing time. And what do we see this week? Devin Brown played seven for 13. Had some completions, had some nice throws. He was a little bit more mobile. Had a had lost the ball, had fumbled during the game. Uh, had some throws when and had some throws to where when he was off, woo, 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 but he was off. Capital O F F. It was something to see. But also, if the only thing when you if you had to preface your comments about Devin Brown's performance with, well, it was his. First time getting extended playing time in a Buckeye game. Is that always a way to comfort somebody and make someone think that what you're saying is actually a positive statement about what about the person you're talking about? <clears throat> Maybe. Ultimately, I don't really think and see that Devin Brown uh, and his um, performance today really shows me there's a quarterback battle. Offensively, though, also, it doesn't really help McCord or Devin Brown when – you don't have the right guys on the field. And this is not a receiver situation. This isn't a tight end situation as Cade Stover did not have a catch today. Or did he have a catch? Excuse me, I'm on the rush. No, Cade Stover, I, did, I, thought I, was, I thought I was correct with that statement. Cade Stover did not have a catch today. But in the running back room, in the running back situation, there was a time third and one. For some odd reason, I'm going to eliminate the Jimmy, excuse me, Josh Simmons hold on this, on this conversation right now. I want to get back to that in a second. But there was a player, Ryan Day, said, hey, let's run a toss sweep left. Bruh, to the to the short side of the field on third and one? And somebody on Twitter, as I came out and said, hey, I don't think this is the right time to run a sweep. They came out and said, you don't trust your running back to run straight up the middle to gain one yard? I came back with, I don't know if you trust that running back to run up the middle to gain one yard. Now, that running back, number 32, Henderson, later in the game, did have a run up the middle, but it was not a short yard situation where he ended up running it in to score a touchdown. I believe it was also a play that they called a holding on as well. Uh, maybe that was Mayan Williams' play when he got the touchdown um, called back due to Chip Trainum. Um, Chip Trainum's hold on an HB ISO where Mayan bomb, uh, bounced it outside. Chip Trainum thought... Uh, Mayan was going to run inside, and so Mayan goes outside of the a block of Chip, and Chip ends up holding on the play. But this particular play is not the third and short there. We know Mayan. We know Chip. They can get the yards. But in this particular time, in this moment, Ryan Day said Henderson is the guy. And in short yardage situations, and I don't think it's just like Jay's analysis. I think this is actually just like regular boy analysis, if that even makes any kind of sense. You don't have Henderson in the game in your short yardage situations, as you've already shown over the past two games. Mayan might be your short yardage back. Like, if you're going to situationally play three running backs and Mayan is short yardage, why is he not in the game? 
Are you using this moment to try to gain confidence and to boost the morale of a player to say, hey, don't just bounce things outside or don't just leap over a defender, which I don't agree with. I thought he was going to get hurt in that play in Henderson. But also, buddy, you can do some of the tough yards too and using this as a practice for him. If that is the case, buddy, still third and one on a short, third and one on a, uh, a sweep, third and one to the short side of the field. No, here's another one. I got a couple more for you. Ryan Day. Was it fourth and two? You failed. I think it was actually the same drive. I think you failed to get on third and one. Fourth and two, Ryan Day says, hey, we're going to go for it. You throw a quick screen, a smoke screen, bubble screen, whatever you want to call it, to Abuka on the right side of the field, and Abuka goes into the end zone for a touchdown. Okay, great. That worked. But I don't really think that's the ideal to run that play either because we have seen Ohio State and Ryan Day's tendency to run these type of plays. Granted, it worked that time. Pull that out the bag against Notre Dame. Pull that out the bag against, um, um, or excuse me, pull it out and don't put it back in against Notre Dame. And pull it out and don't put it back in against Penn State and against Wisconsin and against Michigan. Maybe against Maryland as well. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Because those are games when you're playing teams of that caliber, that play could come back to bite you. Now, I really wonder, this really isn't a questionable decision. It's more um, questioning if the Buckeyes Offensive line is the right five to play on the field. We don't know. We don't know. We have seen Simmons, Jackson, Hensman, Jones, and Fryer primarily be at the offensive line. And this isn't all about Simmons and him still getting used to this level of football, even though today was an FCS opponent. I wonder if the Buckeyes are running out of time to try to work in a new player at the offensive line. Because I am not convinced that things are settled at that position. Now, granted, like I said, Simmons is still getting acclimated to this level of football. So, great. There are going to be some growing pains. Not going to throw that away. But sometimes some of the rushing issues in the Buckeyes didn't have a 100-yard rusher today. Only ran for 123 rushing yards. Henderson had 56. Williams had 25. Chip Trainum had 20. Uh, Xavier Johnson had a little bit of run as well as a running back. He had 12 carries. Uh, Henderson had 11.2 yards a pop. Great. had a, He broke a 30-yard run. Uh, but Mayan, 4.2 yards a pop. Chip, 3.3 yards a pop. Xavier, 4.0 yards a pop. Is that all on your running backs? Or is the confusion with the offensive line part of the issue? This is something I don't believe we were able to answer today, and I don't believe we're able to answer it in the future especially not next week, maybe not against Notre Dame, maybe when you get to game five, game six, do we really truly realize, hey, man, the running backs aren't the answer, aren't the issue here. And I don't, firstly, I don't believe the running backs are the issue. I think a lot of the issue is up front, the five, communication, um, speed, strength that is needed every single rep. I don't put all of this on the backs. A lot of this is on the running, on the offensive line. It's pretty sad that in a game like this, the Buckeyes don't have one, maybe, or maybe two guys go over 100 rushing yards or multiple running backs who have multiple rushing touchdowns. Those are a few of the questionable questionable decisions. And nowhere in that did I discuss or say anything about the defense. Another solid performance by the defense. It wasn't what I was hoping for, not giving up a touchdown. They did give up a TD that was in the first quarter, but a solid performance overall for the Buckeyes defense. We dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at 
Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, and theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find the tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create an account on the Game Time app and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. The college football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only a Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts, covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Another solid defensive performance in any game in football, NFL, college, high school, little league, it does not matter. Any level of football where you're looking out there and saying, what stands out? Who are you playing? Do you give up a score? Okay, great. You might give up a score. Do you give up multiple scores? And if you don't give up multiple scores, there's a good chance you did something really good in that game. It's also Youngstown State. Now, it would be a whole different story if the Buckeyes didn't give up even a better story than it already is going to be told. The Buckeyes only gave up a field goal in back-to-back weeks. A field goal a week ago against IU, a field goal today, only giving up six points on the season. That's great. To date, they only gave up 10. That's amazing. That's huge. And I don't want to let that go by any longer in the show. We can talk about all about this quarterback battle. We heard Noah Eagle last week on the show discuss and say, hey, I don't believe it's the wrong take uh, or anything like that or a bad take. Talking about the Buckeyes defense being the biggest storyline of the team. It is one of, if not the biggest storylines of this team. Ten points given up in two games. Buddy, that's huge. That's amazing. A year ago, I believe it was Toledo we saw, and we're like, wait, okay, it should be a bad game. The quarterback actually got loose a little bit, kind of did a little something with the football in his hand. I'm like, okay, great. Young man, you're a little talented young man. You're doing some good things. Great. Good for you. These are That's really nice to see. That was last year, and that was still multiple scores in that game, even though the Buckeyes won, won big in that game. That was still a multiple-score multiple game for the offense that day. What are we seeing here? This Buckeyes defense, man to man, Jim Knowles, his defense uh, may give up big plays. We hear all about those things there. You've only given up 10 points in two weeks. One touchdown, one field goal. 
That's solid football being played by the Buckeyes defense this year. By the numbers, defensively for Ohio State, defensively, um, we got Eichenberg. He, he led the team with tackles today with six. Um, he also got a sack in the game. Hey, him and Steel Chambers blitzing up the middle. Some of that double-A gap or some of the blitzes that they've been putting together, those packages, that's great. Also, is that going to be the only way you could get pressure in the first, second, or third quarter of the game by blitzing both backers and having – four linemen rush to make it a six six man rush because if that's the case it's not really the best formula for a game against notre dame as they got a quarterback in sam hartman who who could sling that thing i'm not trying to look ahead too much yet but in this one we saw how they got pressure we want to get some of those defensive ends to him a low wow sawyer to get home in the future also in this game Still, Chambers had four tackles. Uh, Davidson Igbenosin got four tackles as well. He got picked one a little bit. Uh, Ty Hamilton had three. Cody Simon got some run in the second half. He had three. Uh, Jihad Carter had three. Got called for a uh, late hit, which was a stupid, dumb, dumb, dumb decision. Just, just you know, once the quarterback gives up his body, and I understand you may have already committed wholeheartedly to go in and hit him, what do you need to do? Pull up a little bit, slide, roll over to your right, whatever it is, make a quick decision so you don't cost your team penalty yardage once again. I don't know, man. I, I am here for the improved play. I am here for the defense playing solid football. I would have also loved to see this team hold them to not giving up a touchdown. They were giving up some yardage, some, some plays that I thought, hey, you should not give this up. Not now, not ever. But hey. The good thing is this defense once again is showing as a unit, as a team, they're pretty good. Let's also keep Proctor didn't play. Malik Hartford played early, um, which is why I think we saw uh, Hartford and Pro and Hartford and Carter in this game as a free safeties um, because Josh Proctor didn't play. This would be a good game for Josh Proctor to play. Honestly, I really think this team could have used um, his downhill ability. And even sometimes a week ago, we saw him do some pretty good coverage in the flat. I think this would have been a great game for, for Proctor, but if he's a little dinged up and you know, he, you can win this game without him. I understand why the coaches believed not playing him was the right move. This defense though, only gave up 135 passing yards in the game. Gave up 106 rushing yards in this game. Did not give up a no single receiver on Youngstown State. Had over 53 receiving yards. Yeah, Oliver had six catches. Didn't give up a passing touchdown. The touchdown that they gave up was a uh, a rushing touchdown. I'm here for it. Like, I, I understand. The secondary is playing a whole lot better. Denzel Burke with that interception. Hey, you're proving... You're proving to us and showing everyone you're playing really good ball, man. You're playing the really good Buckeye football. I'm here for it. Buckeye's solid defensive performance. Kyle McCord made some big boy throws today. There are numerous questionable, questionable decisions that we witnessed, not just from Ryan Day. Simmons, Jackson, communication needs to get better. But at the end of the day, it's a Buckeyes win. 35-7 over Youngstown State, the Penguins. The Buckeyes win and prove to 2-0. And they have a chance to go and prove their record to 3-0 a week from today against Western Kentucky. I believe next week's game, let me check my handy calendar. It is a 4 p.m. Eastern time kick on Fox. Big Fox, 
not FS1, but on Big Fox. I'm excited. I'll actually be at the game. My wife and I were talking today about going to the game next week. Uh, we're excited to be there. I hope you're excited to be there in the shoe as well. See the Buckeyes play football. As frustrating as this game may have been at times, today's game was a win. 35-7 win over Youngstown State. Stay tapped in, tuned in, subscribe to Locked on Buckeyes on YouTube, on Apple, or Spotify, or wherever you get your fine podcast. We'll be coming at you all week, five days a week, Monday through Friday, recapping today's game, but also getting you ready. For next week's game against Young's, excuse me, <laughs> Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. I had to look that mascot up. Should have had it in my brain, but I did not. You can follow me on Twitter or X at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in to Locked on Buckeyes Live. Now is a great time to check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. Locked on Sports Today is a place for you to get all the, sport, all the sports info you need or want in 20 minutes every single day. Locked on Sports Today and Locked on Buckeyes are both a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This has been Locked on Buckeyes live after a Buckeyes win. I'll see you on Monday.